This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. All right, low lifers, I have an ad moment for you. It's so important for us to put ourselves first sometimes and not only worry about our physical health and eating right and drinking enough water and trying to get sleep, but our mental health is crucial too. And it's been a freaking roller coaster ride for me during this pandemic. I have definitely had some ups and downs over the last nine months, which is why I'm so grateful to have BetterHelp as a sponsor. They're a great resource to deal with stress, anxiety, depression, and just navigating life during these really weird times. There's family conflict, self-esteem issues, relationship trauma. I mean, millions of people are trying to handle these things on their own, but sometimes it's nice to have a little help. I love that it's private, confidential, affordable counseling with an actual licensed professional. Don't get me wrong. I love venting to my friends and family, but it's nice to have an actual counselor on the other end of the phone sometimes. And I'm such an advocate for therapy because it's significantly changed my life. I love putting the work in on myself so that I could be a better person to other people. So if you're interested in making some changes to yours to better your happiness, you should check them out. As a low lifer, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash low. So join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash low. Welcome to a new episode of The Low Show. I'm your host, Lo Von Rumpf. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's a Christmas Eve episode, and I'm a freaking mess <laughs> because I just watched Love Actually. My God, can I just tell you, if you haven't seen that movie, go watch it. It is such a great movie, and the soundtrack is fantastic. It's the best cast. Oh, man. If you don't have the patience to watch the whole film, that's fine. Just look up this specific scene on YouTube because it's literally one of the most powerful, emotional, and beautiful acting scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Makes me cry watching it. I've been crying for the last 20 minutes <laughs> after watching this scene. Oh, gets me every damn time. All right, I'm going to set the scene for you. If you don't want to know what happens, you can fast forward two minutes. But for everyone else, I'm setting the scene with Emma Thompson, National Treasure. You might remember her from Parent Trap. She's like the sweet mom. She always plays like a sweet mom or like a nasty talk show host in that other late night movie. Anyway, I'm obsessed with her. She's a fantastic actress. So earlier in the movie, it shows Emma Thompson with her husband, and they're shopping in the mall with their two kids. And the husband sneaks away to a counter, and he buys this beautiful gold heart locket necklace. And Emma Thompson kind of catches a glimpse of it, of him buying her this present. You could tell she gets excited because she sees her husband buying her a little surprise gift. So then the movie flash forwards to actually Christmas and she's there with her husband and her kids in front of the tree and they're opening their Christmas gifts and he gives her a box and it's this square shaped box and she opens it and he gave her a CD. And in that moment, she just instantly knows her husband's cheating on her. And then she plays it off in front of her kids and She's like, I'm just going to go to the restroom real quick. <laughs> Cheerio. And she goes to the bedroom and you could see the pain in her eyes. <laughs> and then they start playing the Joni Mitchell music. I've looked at love from both sides now. 
And you could just tell in that moment that she just wants to crumble in the bedroom, but she's just like wipes her tears in the bedroom and she just keeps it together because she wants her kids to have a good Christmas. And oh God. And then the movie flashes to the mistress who's in an apartment on the other side of town and she's a younger woman and she's wearing the beautiful gold necklace locket. Yeah. And then it goes back to Emma Thompson in the living room now with her kids and her husband. And and she has a strong face on and she's smiling, pretending to be happy in the living room with her kids, even though her heart has literally been shattered by this dick of a husband who's been cheating on her. And that's when I freaking fall apart. Oh, because you could just feel her pain in the scene. Like people have experienced that kind of pain. I mean, I have that scene for some reason. My mom has not been cheated on, but I feel like in that scene, that character reminds me so much of my mom because. Like, that's something my mom would do in that scenario. She would put on a strong face and smile through pain, even though her heart has been shattered. Oh, I can't. oh God. So what's interesting about that scene is Emma Thompson. She's had many interviews about that performance because it was such a standout scene. And she's actually had a very similar experience in her personal life. So she was saying in her interview, several, that she got into the headspace to go into that scene by remembering all of the pain that she went through. And she just kind of channeled all of that pain and heartache into this specific scene. And she just nailed it. It's such a highlight in the movie and an incredible performance. And, oh, I want to give Emma Thompson a freaking Oscar for that performance and just that scene alone. Anyway, I don't know why I always gravitate towards sad, depressing movies at Christmas, but I promise I'm not going to give you a depressing episode. I'm going to give you a happy episode today. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve, and it's a very special holiday edition here at The Low Show. So I brought in a little Christmas elf right from the North Pole to be my guest. She took a break from waxing up Santa's sleigh to be with us today. Her name is Arielle Vandenberg. All right, it's a feel-good episode because we talk about our most memorable Christmas gifts, our childhood, some holiday traditions like making tamales and playing games and just really appreciating our loved ones and reminiscing about some good Christmases from the past. And this is a difficult year and a difficult Christmas for so many people, including myself. And that's why I really wanted to just do an episode so that if you are alone today or you're feeling alone, just know that you're not. You're not alone. I'm here with you today. And Ariel's going to be here with you today, little Christmas Eve pod family. Also, here on The Low Show, we're going to cover a mixtration of topics. We have sometimes deep talks, tough conversations, and then other times it's light topics, too, because sometimes you just need to have a good laugh, you know? So I hope you enjoy this episode because Ariel always gives me a good case of the giggles. So enjoy this little holiday special edition of The Low Show. Yes, we're live. And we're live. We'll do it in live. We're doing it live. We'll do it live. it. All right. So today I have an incredible guest. I've co-hosted a podcast with this guest. It was called The Only Child Podcast. Our guest today is an actress, a host, a comedic genius who just so happens to have a statuesque figure <laughs> with a booty that pops and locks like no other. Baby can dance. You probably fell in love with her on not one, but two steamy seasons on the hit show Love Island on CBS, where she was the host. She's not just limited to TV and film. 
This queen also is an incredible co-host of the hilarious podcast Riled Up with her fiancé, Matt Cutshall. <laughs> She's a woman of integrity, a woman of values, someone who I can trust. I consider her a friend in the innermost circle of my heart. She's a sister, a gay icon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so many of you, literally hundreds of you have requested her to be on this podcast. I've gotten so many messages, I think 78 total just oh last week of people wanting you to make a very special appearance. So, low lifers, today you're getting your little Christmas wish. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the low show, the queen herself, Miss Aria f***ing Vandenberg. The sugar plum fairy herself. <laughs> Here she is, this freaking gay icon queen. <laughs> Oh, God. Self-proclaimed. Glitter and rainbow. It, when did you realize that you were a gay icon? Like, when did that moment when probably, you realized? Probably about 20 <laughs> seconds ago when you announced me as one. <laughs> yeah. That's when I realized it. I know. I, the queen of the fruit flies. I just am drawn to you like a <laughs> bee to honey. You're like, the, you're a queen bee. Did you ever see, there was this thing on on, I don't know, good news or tank good news or one of those like feel good Instagram accounts, which actually have gotten me through some dark days on, on social media where I'm like, oh, I'm so bummed. I love those good news accounts. They yeah. like make me feel so happy. But there was a queen bee, an REL stuck inside in of a car. mini in the van. Yes. Wait, you saw it. And all the bees are attached to it. That's literally me stuck in a van and you're outside. You're one of the bees. With all your followers. <laughs> There we are. Just waiting for you. Save her. Get her out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so by the time people are listening to this, it's going to officially be Christmas Eve. This oh, is a Christmas Eve episode. Oh my gosh. Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. Yeah, which Christmas Eve is a big deal in my house. I, more than Christmas Day. I, I love Christmas Eve. I freaking love Christmas Eve. I feel like... Uh, excuse me. Mm, I feel... Mm, mm, Christmas. There she is. I just cracked a mango or a, a melon cart. Oh, yeah. And it's so good, but it's Delicious definitely brewski. making me burp. Okay. So Christmas Eve was always so fun because I spent Christmas Eve with my dad usually. And we'd open, we'd, I get to open like one or two presents and then oh, I'd yeah. wake up in the morning and then open everything else. But I always was so excited because I got to like choose which one I wanted to open, like which one I had my eye on, you know, for a yeah. week. I was like, I want to open that one. And so I'd, I'd, but I'm also weird and I'd, I'd save a good one for Christmas. Like I wanted to like open something kind of dumb on New Christmas Eve just to open something. But then I wanted and to like And your dad save would one. tell you though, he'd say like, open that one, not that, say, if you want to yeah. save the good one, you knew what one it probably was yes <laughs> yes oh yes mm -hmm. <laughs> by the way Ariel, i haven't physically seen you in person we're doing this via zoom i know but i haven't seen you in person since february of this year it was february 19th it was <laughs> at 12 57 but then right after that like the world imploded and it was like a crazy lockdown and I mean, so much has happened in that yeah. amount of time. And then you were shooting in Vegas and you were on another lockdown. It's been wild. Yeah. I wish so bad that you were that like I could have people come to Vegas because I would have it would have been so fun to have you come there and just hang. I would have. Yeah, I would have <gasps> loved it. 
even though you were sequestered. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have hung out anyways, but I'm just saying like, (laughs) it would have been fun if I could see people. If it weren't a global pandemic and I could have visitors, you'd be top of my list. Oh my God, that would be so fun. Well, I'm really hoping for a season three and I hope it's like, I don't know, like Mykonos or some, I don't know. (sighs) How sick would that be? I don't know where it's going to be. I have zero clue. It's happening? I mean, I don't, I, I if haven't it does gotten happen. any word whether it's happening or not. But if it does, you guys are getting it an exclusive be... right now. CBS. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I'm like, it's out. They're like, can you please stop announcing shit? It's not. I mean, I have I have no info. Yeah. You know as much as I know, which is, you know, what's so funny is like somebody posted, I'm on season three of Love Island, and I was like, what? Oh. Like some random girl. In America, said she booked Love Island season three and tagged me in the picture. And I was like, and I sent it to the producer and he's like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Uh, (laughs) I was like, this bitch is trying to sneak in. That is so bold move, though. Mm -hmm. Like to tag the host and like, she also might be really good for the show because she crazy. Yeah. She seemed a little crazy, but she also seemed like perfect. (laughs) No, yeah. Let's uh, look into that one. Well, I want to say, because I haven't seen you, but I can't wait to actually see you in person to give you a nice big COVID-free hug. I can't wait for that sweet day. No, Do not touch me. (laughs) I cannot wait to smother you in love. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I know. It's like, well, it's a long time coming. But when that moment does come, it's going to be so beautiful. And I can't embrace it. Did you get the vaccine yet? No, did you? (laughs) (laughs) it's been out for like an hour (laughs) are you getting it tomorrow for christmas i I know i it's so funny everyone's like you're gonna get the vaccine i'm like i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna get the vaccine they're still figuring it out and i they have to get like people in uh essential workers and people in convalescent homes and and nursing homes and all of that first so even when it is available to me it's gonna be months from now i don't people act like i'm gonna go to is it like actually out yeah it's out the first person in america received it it's a a nurse, and I, I don't know what state she was in, but she like, live, I'm getting the shot. And she did the whole filming and camera crews and everyone was there and Biden and uh, Pence and they're getting it like within a week or so, I believe. How did and, I not see? How, do I just close my eyes at, at anything that no. happens? I'm always like, I, no. Yeah. I think I've just been so busy. The past like two weeks have been an actual blur. And yeah. I mean, I knew it was coming out like ASAP and I knew, but I didn't see that video. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, it it literally just, you've been, so, you're on like deadlines and stuff and it just came out, I believe, less than 24 hours ago. So. Oh, oh, okay. I, it's like, like very new news. I Don't actually, feel like you're too under a rock because it's so fresh. Got it. Okay. I, I literally panicked. just got like, watch the video on notification right got now. It. So I, I just panicked. I was like, am I just living literally under a fucking <laughs> yeah. boulder? The pandemic's been over for months, Ariel. So <laughs> no I'm just idea. still under lockdown. Yeah. Everyone's like, you know, you can come out. You know? uh, Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. 
It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. What's the holiday looking like for you this year? Because it's a weird one for most families in all different parts of the world. I was wondering, are you doing traveling? Are you going to stay home? What's What are you, guys, what are you and Matt going to do? Your feel fiance? like, I don't know, because I feel like, Right now, obviously, with what's going on, we're just trying to be as careful as possible and, like, not see people. And both of us have really small families. So if we were to see anyone, it'd be just my mom and maybe my dad and then his mom and dad. And the only people that they see are each other, you know? So, like, that's what we're doing. And then I also, last time I saw my mom, she came up for Thanksgiving. I got a rapid test right before. So, like, there's things you can do to, like, help that but I think we might take it easy and just stay home and if my mom wants to come over she might come over I don't know I don't know what's going on I I honestly like like, as much as you want to see your mom you have to see like how she's feeling about everything too because totally I, I think right now what like what our actual plan is is hang at home and like be as chill as possible and if if somebody, one of the parents are like, oh, I'll come over for dinner. That would be the the biggest celebration we're doing. <laughs> yeah. That's all perfect. I got. Yeah. What are you going to do? All... <laughs> Having a huge party. And... Oh, my God. <laughs> we're not taking it easy at all. No. We usually have like a, a pretty decent amount of people that come and fly yeah. in. Uh, I, I remember in... you like have a whole family tradition. Yeah. Uh, well, the it starts off with tamale night. That's a big one. And we all make tamales. Uh, I'm bringing your tamales tomorrow. I'm going to drop them oh, off at your place. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Well, this year was my first year, Ariel. Where, so my mom does this tamale party every year. Yeah. And she has my aunts and I have some cousins that they'll fly in. Some people drive in from San Diego. It's like, I'd say like 15 people yeah. are usually there, 10 to 15. So it's a good group. And my mom makes about 80 dozen tamales. It's a lot. 80 oh. dozen? Yeah. 80 Eight eight zero dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a ton. I mean, is that eighty? Hold on. Do you know yeah, the math it, on that? I don't. I'm curious what it is though. Like, let's figure out how many tamales we have cooking in that pot. Wait, wait, wait. Are you really saying eighty eight zero eight zero dozen? So what? Do, how do I even do that math? Eighty, 80 times, times 12. Nine hundred and sixty. That's how many tamales we made this year. 960 tamales. Are you yeah. okay? No, I'm not. Help I'm not me. okay at all. <laughs> yeah. Mija. So, Mija. Mija, help me, puta. So, <laughs> puta. So, this year, because it was so downsized because of everything going on, my mom said, Listen, you got to step up to the plate. And I'm usually the and one that's make like, 800 make- tamales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Essentially, do that. We have four people. Or five people total. And we were all tested and everything. But a yeah. lot of everyone else, they didn't want to come. And some people are at risk. Some people, you know, it was a touchy one. So we kept it to five. 
I we started at I believe 5 p.m. We wrapped up. I'm not making this up at 6 a.m. the next day. Are you? I, I can't. I was like kind of like got the shakes. It was just insane. No. But now, like when I give these tamales, because and and there's out of the 80 dozen, we give it a dozen to each person. Well, we're we're giving you guys like two dozen tamales. I love so, the pineapple ones. So they oh yeah. Oh, those are coming your way. But they they go so quick because it's like just you and Matt, the boom, there's 24. Boom, hit it. If you're giving 80 people tamales, you're not gonna give them like two tamales. No, you're like gonna each like, person, yeah, yeah, give them at least a dozen. It's so worth you, it. They're small. Is it for all your friends or is it for? It's like, my mom's family gifts, co- her coworker, colleague type people, yeah. and then my friends and my dad's friends. What's the first step of t- like making a tamale? Oh, God. All right. I love that. God, the true host of R.A.L. And like she's. Hit it. She back. <laughs> Welcome to the Only Child Podcast. Thank you yeah. so much for joining me, love. Um, so. Yeah, I I know. Actually, I, I'm pretty well versed. So it starts off with masa, which is like that corn dough, if meal. you will. Yeah, cornmeal dough. Mm-hmm. And but my mom is so particular about cleanliness and gloves and hair nets. So it's not like a fun like margarita night. It's like I'm it's a, like factory a factory worker. Yeah, literally. It's a and tamale it, factory. Yeah. And she's really big on like everything's very fresh and very sterile, especially this year. It was it was nuts. I was yeah. wearing like a hazmat suit basically to make tamales. <laughs> but yeah, we start spreading the masa and she does the chili and the blender and she's making everything's from scratch. And it's just a whole process into how she makes them and then spreading it and getting this perfect layer on the corn husk. And then and every person has a different role. So I was the spreader. Onto the, of course I was. Of course you were, bitch. <laughs> yeah, based on my lifestyle. You and... are the best spreader on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Spread that cornmeal, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's why you are a gay icon. Reason 437. Uh, so, yeah, Follow I spread. Follow me, then... I'm stuck in a van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then someone else is like the distributor of the product. So it's uh, chili relleno. We do bean and cheese and we do pineapple. They do that. And then someone wraps it. And then someone is in charge of calculating it. That person screwed up this year. It was a little bit of a, because <gasps> my mom has it down. We're going to do this many bean and cheese, this many chili relleno, this many pineapple. And the numbers got a little messed up. So we have a surplus of a specific number of a style of tamale type. And then we're down some other ones. So What's the like, surplus? messed up that number? Which one has a surplus? We got chili, extra chili relleno, which is actually a fan favorite. People that's love the, the best chi- one. Actually, see, that's the thing. I love those too. Pork is the traditional one, but most of my closest friends they don't eat pork or they I'm don't not a love pork. pork. Eater. Yeah, not no. down for the swine life. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so chili relleno. I better be getting some extra of that then. Oh, for sure you are. Okay, so yeah, it, it's. I I don't even think we did pork. We did chili relleno, bean and cheese, and pineapple. If I wanted to like make tamales here is it easy enough for me to do it or is it like something that you have to be like totally like experienced in i have to say i wish because i would love to try and make them and do like a tamale night myself after i've been in the trenches of the factory it is a nightmare it's <laughs> it's actually it's so down to a science yeah. and it's a lot of work so it's wait, very time you know how they're wrapped in like the stuff the oha is what it's called oha Oha? The corn, the, the corn husk. That's why I'm getting married in Oha. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so the Oha, that thing, like, do you buy that or is that something that you is, buy them? 
Oh, so you just buy it and it's just a oja right there. And then you but, put the meal inside of it. And then you put the chile rejo inside. You wrap, wrap it, it. And then wax paper it. <laughs> okay. Oh, the, okay. The problem is when you get a bag of ojas, I was like, all right. And by the way, the prep process before you even start making them, there's about four to five days of prep leading into it. You have to soak the ojas in water for at least two days. Okay, goodbye. Yeah, it's just a lot. Anyway, so in the ojas that you get, because it's actual just corn, it's the corn husk that's I dried out. I love your mom so much for just committing to this oh, 960 man. tamale factory. Yeah, really. She's the only one in the family that carried it on after my grandma passed away, my nana. Oh, that's the amazing though that she still the, so, does it. Like she has oh, to do yeah. that forever. My dad's ex-girlfriend who... When I think of Christmas Eve, I think of being at her house and sleeping on a blow up mattress next to the tree. And and then in the morning, we would have Christmas at like Christmas morning in her house. Her name was Yvette. Yvette Palacios. Palacios. I. Palacios. Palacios. Yvette Palacios. And I loved her and she her family. So legit. I totally know what you're talking about because I was fully, I mean, my dad and her were together for, I think, 10 or 12 years or something like that. So like I grew up with her being my dad's girlfriend for a really long time and spending that time with her and her family. And we would always have tamales every Christmas Eve at her family's house where there was literally 300 people. Like, (laughs) Yeah. I'm not kidding, like not at her house, but at her like aunt's house or like her mom's house or her mom's cousin. Like literally they all lived in this area and they would just every single family member and their spouses would come over. And then, oh, how fun. And then it was this huge ass party. It was a tamale, tamale, party. It was just tamale party. And I loved it. I loved it yeah. so much because I don't know, it like. I love traditions. I really do. I like, I feel like they are a dying breed because for sure people are just kind of like, "Eh, I'd rather sit on Instagram. Like, honestly, like that sucks. But I, I grew up with so many things like that, like learning about that culture, you know, going and literally eating like 500 tamales with like 300 strangers and just being like, this is great. <laughs> so fun. Oh, and I did it for years, like 12 years. So I fully know exactly like what the yeah. set, like the setting you're talking about is. It's amazing. Oh, it's just so warm and you just feel, yeah, like total family When tradition. all of COVID stuff is over and you guys have tamale night, can I come? Absolutely. Will you invite me? Yes, absolutely. We'll invite you. So like, I, and I think you would love it. Like you'd embrace the hairnet and the gloves and all that stuff. Cause that's been happening far before COVID even happened. Yeah. I mean, I put a fucking hairnet on when I scramble my eggs in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no hairs are getting in my shit. I even cover my eyebrows. I put a hairnet around my eyebrows. Same. Just to make Matt some scrambled eggs. Fucking hair's up, I'm gloves also, on. I'm crazy when I'm cooking. Like, I have to wash my hands a million times. My hands are literally cracked and, like, bleeding yeah. from... You are an amazing cook. I don't think a lot of people know that about you. And Low. you actually bake up a storm, too. I Low. think that's something you don't talk about often, but I've experienced it several times. I you made... are an amazing cook. I made nachos yesterday that Matt literally <laughs> said... <laughs> 
Matt said, I would order these at a restaurant. I just I just talked to you up and you're like, I'm PB and J that rocked Matt's world. I'm like, nachos. Also, like, like, just, who gives a fuck about your nachos that you put in the oven with all the shit on top? <laughs> I mean, I I guess the proportions of it, of like the ratio, the beans, the cheese, the meat or whatever no, no, you're no. putting. I put beef into the thing and I, I chopped it up and I cooked the beef and then I, I made a taco seasoning. I put the taco seasoning in it and then I made the bombest nachos ever. Anyways, yeah. I cooked the whole Thanksgiving. I'm trying to like, now I'm really trying to save myself. I cooked a whole Thanksgiving dinner. Did you? Entire this year thing. You were- wow. Did you not see my Instagram story? I, I'm subscribed and... <laughs> I think, well, I was so overwhelmed by so many turkey stories. For that sure. You it probably, probably blended in. That day. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> I made the most bomb Thanksgiving dinner and everyone was like, you made this? And I, when someone says you made this, that's the biggest compliment you That is get. a great compliment. You're like, I actually did. And they're like, well, it's disgusting. I'm like, oh. Oh, uh, shit. No, it what's was your claim to fit? What's the one dish? Ariel Vandenberg starts her cookbook. This is going to be her Chrissy Teigen cookbook moment. This is her recipe. Hit it. Probably candied yams with marshmallows on top. And they're like just oh. all melted. That's love. always like the biggest hit. Or mashed potatoes. My garlic oh, mashed love. potatoes. And the secret is put cream cheese in the mashed potatoes. Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I've done that before. It literally puts like this tang in there that you've never had before. Maybe you've had it low, but I don't know about. I have. I'm yeah. <laughs> very familiar with the tang. No, it's oh, it's so good. It was, yeah. it was, it was amazing. So I cannot wait to try your mashed potatoes one day. I'll make them for you. It's a tradition. I'll drop some off at your mom's house. There you go. I had you made a, a tart before for me. It was like a custard with a with fruit. I did. It yeah. It I have live video of it. I literally record everything you do whenever that we hang out. That wasn't me. It 100%. I made you a tart? Yes. It, well, Matt, too. He was there. I've uh, never made a tart in my life. Okay, maybe more of a cheesecake. It had, like, the cheesecake and then, like, this lemony stuff with berries on it. And Oh! I get, maybe I'm calling it the wrong thing. It was really good, though. And oh. I had crust. Well, that was during, like, when Matt and I were on our crazy diet, right? Yeah. Okay, so but it was amazing. Though. It was good, but it also had no sugar in it. That that that's a tough one when you're like making something that's supposed to be super good and you can't put sugar in it. You're like, well, yeah. it's not gonna be that good. But no, I remember that. Yes, it was very zesty. That's why I loved it. I like lemony. Love, oh, I freaking love that. Yeah. My mouth is watering. All right, I don't smoke anymore, but I used to love a good cigarette moment. Oh, I quit cold turkey for shallow reasons 10 years ago. God, I was all about my vanity. <laughs> I went to my dermatologist and she told me my skin would wrinkle if I kept smoking. I'd look like an old coach bag. And I'd spent so much money on Botox, I just didn't want to be counterproductive. Plus, the thought of getting cancer or any other diseases really freaked me out. So I made the decision to quit. But I do miss my ciggies and it wasn't easy. So that's why I'm really happy that Lucy is a sponsor because it's a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. With the new year coming up, it could be an amazing option for you or a loved one who wants to kick a habit, especially if you're into vaping or having a little dip or enjoying a cigarette. If you're ready to make a change, Lucy Nicotine Gum is the way to go. 
The company was founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. It has four milligrams of nicotine and comes in three delicious flavors. They have wintergreen, cinnamon, that's the one that I love, and pomegranate. They make it easy breezy so you don't need to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. And the low lifers go to lucy.co and use the promo code low show to get 20% off all products, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code low show at checkout. Oh, I have to read this disclaimer too. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Ain't that the damn truth? So if you're ready to kick the habit, go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code low show at checkout. All right, back to the low show we go. I want to know, Ariel, I want to take it back to young baby Ariel, little girl, (laughs) little girl with little pigtails in San Diego, just celebrating Christmases. And I want to know, well, my first thing is, what is the most memorable Christmas gift you had as a child? Do you have one that just stuck out to you as a little Ariel? I never had Christmas lists. I just like hoped they knew what I wanted. I never, I wrote a Christmas list once to my, maybe like I had a couple, but I wrote, I'll never forget the one that I wrote to my dad and I sent it to my dad and it said, anything Navy blue, dot, dot, dot. I look good in Navy blue. Like literally like I'll never forget. (laughs) I wrote that on there and my dad was like, okay, calm down. Like, like, I look good in Navy blue, anything Navy blue. Give me a Navy blue trash bag. I'll crush it. So wait, these Christmas lists, you never wrote one to Santa though? No. I probably did. Yeah. I probably did, but my mom didn't save them, which she saves everything. So I'm confused why. All the little memories as a child. Well, I, my mom saved my list and all of them. And it was always the same. It was like for me, I always wanted deodorant, Old Spice Pure Sport. What? (laughs) Yeah. From literally nine years old to like 13. That's so, really cute. Eight, 8 to 13. I, I asked for Curve Cologne. Mm, do you remember Curve? Oh my God. Of course I remember Curve. You do. Yeah. I'm sure like one of your like young little like boyfriends or your first crush probably. It smells had like it. high school penis. Really does. High school penis. Oh, wow. There was <laughs> Cal- Calvin Klein. Loved Calvin Klein. Hugo Boss. I loved Uh, the smell of Axe because of high schoolers. I mean, not now. I mean, you know what I mean? It's okay. In high school, when you'd smell a guy and they smelled like that Axe spray or whatever. Now when I smell it, I'm like, oh, God, that smells so... I love love it now. Me too. It smells good. I mean, it just like reminds me of a time. Almost like the Abercrombie and Fitch Fierce Cologne. Oh Ugh. my delicious. God. I feel or like Or the Hollister should... sense. I used to work at Hollister and so did Matt. And the smell of Hollister is just oh my God. It oh God, it gives me like It's so good, right? It like does something to me. Yeah. Okay. No, I love it. Actually, so you know those really expensive candles from Le Labo, the Santal 33? Yeah. And you're always like, oh, Lo, like whenever you give me something, it smells like you. And it's usually. (laughs) (laughs) I said that one time. I never let it go because I I do have 
those candles. I have yeah. a lot of them. I love the smell of it. Although now I feel like it's the scent of Los Angeles because it's totally. very, very popular. You gave scent. me a jacket and I <laughs> and still I still have the smell. No, I'm not even kidding. You get, you gave me a jacket and it smelled like <laughs> it smelled like you, but it smelled like a I don't even know how to describe what it smelled like. <laughs> It smells like like you 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 just dipped it into a wax candle that was burning for hours and hours. Then you took it out and you just gave it to me. That's so gross. No, but it smelled good. If it smelled like shit, that'd be gross. It smelled good because it smelled like it. It smelled (laughs) like you. You always smell good, and your place always smells good. And so it smelled like that. It just smelled like. It smelled like it was uh, at your house for a long time. <laughs> I'm mortified because it was literally here. I wish it for was because that would, yeah, like came in, I wrapped it out and it was dipped in wax. <laughs> uh, but I will say, you introduced me to a very bougie company and I'm like, ah, bless you for giving Dip-tick. the best. Yeah. That I always bring it up because it's that no noisetier noisetier. I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the specific scent. It's a hazelnut oh. vanilla, but it's so bomb. Yeah. And yeah, now I splurge and get that one. And yeah. it's it's actually a little bit lighter. It's not because Santal thirty three from Le Labo. It's like who like really hits you. Yeah, um, for sure. It's like it's like a woodsy cabin uh, fire smell. Yeah, sexy musky. It's a but this one this one's a little light and more easy breezy. I like. Like right now, I'm burning a candle that smells like Christmas. It's called Noel. And it's mm. it's just a Christmassy candle. And I love that during Christmas. But if I smell it in like March, I want to throw up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, I love the smell of like pine tree in June. Or July. Like I oh, love sick. Chris, give me a cinnamon candle oh, any time of the year. No, I'll mm-mm. take it. That's like putting a Hanukkah tea towel out in May. I never answered your question. You said, what oh, is my shit. most memorable gift? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I yeah. wanted to tell you what it was. Okay. I want to hear it. So when I was little, I'll never forget seeing on Christmas Eve under the Christmas tree, there was something under the tree, but I wasn't allowed to go look around the tree, but I saw like this long thing under the tree. And I I remember staring at it, like trying to figure out what it was through the tree and then through whatever it had over it. How old were you? Honestly, like maybe f- four or five. Oh, you're maybe just a little four. thing, little princess, tiny princess head. So I'm like trying to like X-ray vision this present, and in the morning I remember being like oh my God, I get to go see what that is, you know? And I go out and the Christmas tree is there and I see this white, (laughs) this white tiger. And it's a giant stuffed animal. It's probably like, it's probably the size of me. Like it's huge and it's laying on its side and it's just a white, like bangled tiger. (laughs) And my grandparents gave me that and I was so obsessed with it and I'll never forget it. The and coolest gift. The reason why I'll never forget it, too, is because my dad took or my mom or my dad took a picture of me like laying Straddling with it. it. Yeah. Oh, I was like fully writing it all the time. And I just loved it so much. And 
it was the size of me then, not now. <laughs> it was pretty, yeah. it, it was pretty big though. But I remember being like, this is my pet tiger. And it had blue eyes and it was white and it was just so cool. Ugh. And I have a, I have a picture of me like laying on top of it. And I just love that tiger so much. And that's Little it. Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, Siegfried, that's me. Siegfried and Ariel. And I, yeah. I also got a video camera from my dad when I was. Oh, that's a great gift. Yeah, he gave me. That's when like my love for editing and sh- like selfieing selfie videoing myself began was with my dad giving me a video camera was it the one with like the little pull out lens yeah, like the old well, school camcorders no actually it was like a big i i had that one later i'm older than you yeah i'm older than you so like the before that one that flipped out there was like one that was like just a square box and it had the big vid, a big screen on the front. And then you could like adjust this part that shot. I don't know how to describe it. I but know exactly what I you're think talking about. It was like about. a Sony thing. And my I dad had it. Was obsessed yeah. with yeah. that. Oh, I was obsessed. My most memorable gift was I was eight years old. I and this is the one stands the test of time. And I really wanted I'm curious if you remember this. Wait, how much older I'm thirty one. Aren't you? I'm around, we're in the 34. same age. Thirty four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'd know this. It's you're a child of the nineties. Yeah. So there was uh, a toy, a little doll, and it was called Sally Secrets. I don't know if you remember it, but I was obsessed. What did I wanted it do? to what didn't it do is the question, <laughs> Ari. <laughs> it was so freaking cool. It's Sally Secrets. Oh, Sally Secrets make home. So my cousin who got everything she wanted, she was like little darling of the family and she had gotten a Sally secrets. Now my mom's name is Sally. Uh-huh. So I already was like, I need it. And then this doll, it was like bigger than a Barbie doll. And it had all these little secret compartments. So if you like pressed her shoes, oh. it popped out and, and little stamps came out in her little belly. She had a little fanny pack and she's yes. all dressed all cute. And there were stickers in there. And then like her, her earrings were chapstick. Like they look like pearls, but you opened them in there. I think there was chapstick or something cool, but there's just so many secrets to uncover. I do remember that, but I never had it. Oh, I wanted one so bad. And I remember my, my dad had gotten me a G.I. Joe. And, and you were like, what some, the hell? <laughs> yeah. And like a NASCAR. You're like, and, does this G.I. Joe have secrets, dad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, where are the se- stickers? <laughs> does it have secrets like me? Whoa. Oh, Uh-oh. full circle. Too soon. So uh, uh, any- <laughs> too soon. Wow. <laughs> so I wanted one so bad. And my dad's like, he ain't getting that. Not on my watch. And my uncles were like, he's not getting a doll. So they were very anti, like, getting me uh, any sort of, like, feminine doll. My mom was not. She wanted to get me whatever. Like, she got me the Easy Bake Ovens and all that stuff. So I felt, that's why I felt safe enough to say I wanted it. So anyway, my mom realized my dad was saying, like, no, you can't have it. So my, she wanted to find a way to get it. So she had my godfather run out uh, because we're opening gifts and I didn't have it. And he ran out and went to the toy store. I think Toys R Us at the time. And he bought it and he came in with it. It wasn't even wrapped. And he's like, oh, sorry, you you forgot one gift. It's not wrapped, but you forgot to open this one for Christmas. Stop. And he pulls it out. Oh, 
I, so many secrets. So many secrets. I lost it. I was, <laughs> and I just remember like just being so excited for that moment of getting that doll. And because <gasps> I just, I knew they, my, a lot of people didn't want me to have it in the family. So the fact that I could have it just felt so cool. And I was obsessed with it. Didn't let it go. Didn't leave, didn't leave my sight until I was about 19. So uh, no, 19. <laughs> <laughs> like it's still in my bed with all of its yeah. secrets. Secrets. Oh, that's really cute. That I was my that. that was my most memorable gift. I just loved it. Yeah. Oh, that's I love that. That's Do so you cute. have I, I love this episode. It's going to just make I hope it makes people feel good because some people aren't with their families. Yeah. And and, you know, Christmas Eve is a solo mission this year for some people. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, all right, I'm going to be with Ariel, who's just like the warmest, most cuddly little snow leopard tiger. Okay. So I want to make all of the episode today or tonight about like Christmas joy. Yeah. And that's why as, okay, so I know what your favorite gift is, but do you have a least favorite gift you've ever gotten in your life? In my life? I want to say in your life, just because I have a feeling you probably, you were the type of kid that probably loved every present. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, an avocado. Avocado. I was that kid. Like, that's me. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe like, did you ever get one that was like weird when you were older or I don't know, just a gift that was like, what is this? I feel like all my friends are so thoughtful and my people in my family, my grandma always, but I'm not, this isn't a bad thing, but it's very interesting. My grandma always would give me vitamins for Christmas. <laughs> and I and and like and I'd be like sick. and they were like opened and I'm like, oh. <laughs> like Nature's Valley vitamins. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, hun- Nature's Valley a hundred percent. No, hundred percent. I just be remember like, the yellow packaging. Yeah. And you're like brown bottle. I'd be like, oh, a vitamin chewable vitamin C. Amazing. And then I'd open <laughs> another one and it'd be like, oh, a like, you know, a ziploc Biotin. bag. Like, because- <laughs> How cute. Yeah, no, but but I think it's because she was giving me stuff that she wanted me to know about because my grandma's like super healthy and she always like she doesn't use sugar. She uses molasses to make cookies like she's super. I mean, and now she's 94 years old. She's wow. Yeah. In 93, 94. I don't know. Yeah. Anything over 85 is a blessing to me. I'm oh, like, that's she, she just had her birthday at the beginning of December. So, but yeah, she, she would give me like vitamins, which I thought was really funny for like a kid too. Like I wasn't like 16. A teenager. No, I was like six. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what is this? You know, or she would give me, she'd give me like nuts, like a jar of like blue diamond nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. But like, but so like, I sweet, liked it. But I was like, like, yum, you know? Yeah. Um, eat these nuts, yeah. grandma. And I'm like, going to take my melatonin tonight. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think that's probably like the funniest, quirkiest gift people would give me or someone has given me is probably vitamins and nuts. Does she still give vitamins and nuts and healthy gifts to the family? My, my grandma always gives my dad like a, a sugar-free fruit cake or... Like, and it's wrapped like so like it's not just, you know, but to be honest with you, you know, as she gets older, it's like we don't we don't do stuff like that anymore. We don't like sit around the tree and like open presents. We did a couple years ago, though, 
And it was really nice. That was like, I don't know. I feel like it, it, you know, when people get older, they're just like, they don't want people over or it's just like too much work or they're not buying presents. Like, I mean, my, my 94 year old grandma isn't going out to like Nordstrom. So, (laughs) you know, we're, it's just like the present is that I get to see her and she's with us and it's amazing. So, yeah. Oh, I love little family time. Yeah. But like my, my mom's parents, when I lived with them back, back in the day, that was like, we always had big Thanksgiving dinners, big Christmas celebrations. It's so crazy that when you get older, it's just like things change and it's actually so sad. And it actually bums me out sometimes where I'm like, I don't, I don't have brothers and sisters. Like you don't either. We, you know, we don't have, I guess if you have like aunts and uncles and things like that, you can still like make it happen. But for the most part, I feel very, I don't want to say alone because that sounds really sad, but like I do feel (laughs) alone in wanting. Not using that word. Yeah. Like I, I like, I feel alone in wanting to create a moment because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm too tired or eh. like, I don't know. I just like, don't, I don't feel like anyone. A little isolated. Yeah. It feels isolating that like, I don't have brothers and sisters to be like, we're meeting here. We're doing this, this, and this. It's like, if I want to do it, like I have to create that for myself. And it's like, I don't always want to do it because it's, I want to do it with someone else. I mean, I have Matt obviously, and he's down to do whatever, but it's different because his whole family, like like his brothers and sisters have kids and they have their own thing going on. And so it's like, I don't know. It's like hard. I don't know how to describe it. And I don't want to like be sad, but like, it's just like a weird and especially during all of this. Well, I mean, not to be a Debbie Downer, but between the months of November, December, and January is the highest rates of depression in the United States and Canada. Uh, and everything just goes up. I mean, people get really down, depressed yeah. uh, around the hall. And it completely makes sense. I understand. Like, the yeah. weather, it's cold. And most, if you're not, I mean, we're in California, but it, even here, I'm like, oh, it's cold. I'm sad. Like, <laughs> I know. I went on a bike ride. My ears were so cold. I felt like I had an ear infection. I was like, I got to go home. I'm sad. Like, <laughs> literally, like the slightest chill in my head. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. We're only used to 75 degrees here, but yeah, but yeah, no, people weird. get really bummed and I do too. Uh, and just, I mean, if this gives you any peace of mind or uh, comfort, my dad's one of 17, as you know, and he's not close to any of his siblings except for one. And mm-hmm. we have that one sister, but of the seven, uh, the other 16 are nowhere to be found essentially for the holidays. That is we so crazy. And they were extremely close growing up. I mean, a very tight knit family. And then as soon as they got older, everyone went their separate ways. And I mean, I don't even communicate with them, to be honest. And even if you do have siblings, sometimes it still sucks because you feel alone, too, which is a bummer. I know. That's another thing I've talked to people about where I'm like, oh, I wish I had brothers and sisters. And they're like, I don't even talk to my brothers and sisters. I'm like, what? I, I guess if I I feel I genuinely feel like if I had brothers and sisters, I would make it happen. You have to be the one to reach out. You don't like, there can't be people out there that go, Oh, well they don't reach out to me. It's like, okay, well then so reach out to them, like do something about it. Like, you know, if you feel like, no, they don't want to do anything with me. Well, you're probably just asking for that because you're not feeling like you're not reaching out either. Like if I had brothers and sisters, I would try my hardest to just like always keep, cause that, that's how I am. Like, 
I want people over for Thanksgiving. I want people over for Christmas. I feel like that yeah. is so much fun. And like, sometimes you have to be the person to get people there and, or else it, or else the connector. you have to be the connector sometimes. Like, I feel like I was the connector for Thanksgiving and, you know, Matt's mom and dad came over and my mom came over and we had it at our house and it was like so nice just to be the people that had people over. And if we didn't do that, no one would have been doing anything. You know, we've been like, oh, okay, yeah. see you next year, I guess. I don't know. It is really nice to, you have to be that person if you don't have that person in your life. Yeah. Look yeah. at you starting little family traditions. I do what I can. You do? Sure. Oh, I love that. And I mean, when you and Matt are now have like your own little family, your own little pod. So you yeah. know what I mean? So you end up having kids and then I'll be coming over and babysitting little Dude, little how Matt crazy and... is that? That like you just have to create your own things. It's so it's just so weird. Like as you yeah. get older, it's like everything just stops and you have to then be the person to like make fun for your to children. Because like you do all that stuff for kids. But then, yeah. but I am such a kid at heart that all those things still matter to me. Like my birthday, I love celebrating my birthday. And when I don't get to celebrate it, it actually makes me really sad. This year I was in Vegas and I mean, I was so happy to be working during all of this, but like of at the same time, I was like, dang, I wish I could go home from Vegas and then have everyone come out to dinner or something. But, you know, it couldn't. And I did nothing. And that's the second year in a row. Second year in a row. I was, I mean, sort of with you on the last one. You were sick. Oh, my you, gosh. Yes. You literally were like, low. like I can have broth. Do you want to drop off some broth? Oh, my God. I forgot. I literally gave you Gatorade for your birthday. Wait, was that last year? That was, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, because you had the Vegas one where you were gone. And then the year before that, you were sick oh at home. God. And then the year before that was your big one. You had a big party. Yeah. So that was your. Well, for my 30th, I had. Oh, 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 no, no, no. The one before that where you got the Justin Bieber backpack cake. Yeah. That was good. Oh, that was not before that. That was so good. No, it wasn't Justin Bieber, was it? It was. He was on the cake. On he the was backpack. on the Gucci backpack. Yes. Yes. That was good. So wait, was the sick birthday two years ago? That must have been not this year, but last year. Yeah. Because my birthday's in September. I was in Vegas. And then we got engaged September 15th. And then my birthday was right after that. Yeah, I don't know how that worked. She was bedridden. She was sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Birthdays. I love birthdays. I love Christmas. I love celebrating. I just like, I get so bummed when people are like, oh, I'm kind of tired. I'm like, get your freaking ass over here and let's celebrate. Yeah. I'm a celebrator. I know. Bring out the catchphrase, get all the games going. That's what I'm talking about. I yes. love games. Same. Do you guys That's play games I... on Christmas and stuff? We do. We play Loteria. What's Loteria? Which is, which is a bingo for the Mexicans. Bingo? Bingo. So you put the, the cards and it has like La Sandia, La Maceta, La Serena, like all the different um, characters. Different. And then, yeah. <laughs> and you put beans, literal frijoles, like the hard beans that aren't cooked on the thing. Oh, I've, we, I've played that before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like little brown pinto, like beans. pinto beans. Yeah. Oh, my God. Love. So we play a few rounds of bingo and we'll usually have a prize. 
Uh, and then we have uh, the bell game. Everyone puts some sort of a bell around their neck and you can't, we have a magic word. Usually it's so. If anyone says the word so, you get a, you take their bell and then it continues from there. Whoever has the most bells at the end of the night wins usually some sort of a prize. I got all the bells. Yeah. So we do little games like that. It's fun and catchphrase and all that. And I'm very competitive, more so than anybody in my family. So they all think it's like fun and light. And I just yeah. I get do it. And you're like, it. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I always fight with my dad and yeah, it's a good time. I love that. What gets you through the holidays on repeat? Santa, tell me if you're really there. And make me fall in love again. It will be here Ariana Grande, Santa, tell me. Incredible song. Yeah. Favorite Christmas movie. Have you, are you into Christmas movies at all? I know you're not a big movie person. I'm not a huge movie person, but I do love Elf. Oh, love Elf. Yeah. It's I'm cute. all about Will Ferrell, classic. Okay. Let's go. And I, I want to do, I want to do a uh, round of rapid fire questions. That's what okay. we do here on the low show. And I thought gonna... I was doing the rapid fire questions. No, those are two interview questions. Okay. And you've been oh. rushing me through my <laughs> I thought we were almost done. Cottage on the beach or a cabin in the woods? Oh, shit. Cabin in the woods. Oh, wow. Didn't expect that for you. Definitely thought Neither did I. I just said it. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite vacation spot? Hawaii. Ooh, a specific island that you love? Maui. Your celebrity... Well, I already know who this is. Celebrity crush male... Tiger Woods. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oops. Times have changed in 2020. No, That's your new But you know crush. what? I am loving. I have a, a new celebrity crush. Who? I don't remember his name right now, but he plays Spider Man. Oh, Toby Maguire? No. <laughs> Seabiscuit Rider? See- wait, 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 wait. S- Spider Man. What's the guy's name? I can't think of it. Oh, Andrew Garfield. No. He, oh, he's another he's a newer man. Spider-Man. He's like the newest one. To- Tom Holland. Oh, shit. Give me Tom Holland in a Spider-Man yeah, costume. He is, and let's you, just... I think, yeah, I think he was dating Taylor Swift at some point. All right. That upsets me. Okay. Female celebrity crush. I think I know this one, too, but go ahead. Margot Robbie. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> You're not. That's not. Tiger Woods? <laughs> I could not see you in a relationship or even hooking up with Angelina Jolie. What is that supposed to mean? I couldn't see. I just feel like, I don't know. I see you with like, I don't know, someone like friendlier. Oh, like I have to date this person? Yeah. You guys are going to definitely have like a little time uh, in the sack and maybe oh. date a few times. Like, yeah. Sorry. I guess I should give specifics. You're probably going to have to spend about six weeks in a little whirlwind romance with them. I like that. Okay, let me think. Hold on. Maybe Hillary Duff. It's <laughs> perfect. I love her. I think Let she's the so... Ring. Yeah, she's great. Let's go with Hillary Duff. If your belly button was an actual button, what would your belly button do? Uh, it would go ding dong and then ev- it would just make people like laugh. Okay, it's perfect. 
what is your love language? You know what they all are. Acts of service, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. gifts, physical touch, quality time. I'm a gift giver. I love giving gifts. I also like getting them, but it's not about that. Like I actually show my love and show people that I'm thinking about them through gifts, I think. Um, but I also love uh, quality time. Shit. I like them all. Yeah. The top two, but we'll go with. I, I feel like it'd be like gift giving and probably God, quality time. It means yeah. that time, that one-on-one time. I think those time. are the two. And I will yeah. say of all my friends, you are, I think one, there's only one other person that actually writes really beautiful cards. Very thoughtful. Writes like Aww. a nice note. Like you'll always, I love your cards. They're very thoughtful, which is a great gift in itself. All right. Go to cocktail at a bar. Hit it. Well, God, I mean, when bars existed, I would just usually probably get I would say surprise me. And then they would say, well, what kind of alcohol do you want me to surprise you with? And I'd say vodka. And then they would give me some delicious watermelon, like, oh, a sweet blueberry mojito vodka situation. Like they would just surprise me. I don't ever know what I'm drinking. I'm always, that's probably not a good thing, but I, I do like, I love saying surprise me, but make it sweet. Yeah. But make it freaking sweet. You don't want to taste the alcohol. No. I'd rather them be like, this doesn't have alcohol in it. And then I'm just drinking like a white claw. Yeah. A little little roofy moment with Bill Cosby. Here we go. Thank you. What's something that people commonly get wrong about you, Queen? People used to think that I was like a bitch because. Wait, when? Because you don't give off that when I was like really young. Okay. When I was really young, before like social media and stuff. You know what? No, people get wrong that I didn't grow up with money. Like, people are always like, you have daddy money. And I'm like, you have daddy money. Like, I freaking have been working since 2004. And I've just been saving money and working really hard. And I think that that's like the biggest misconception is that I didn't always have like a nice car. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have anything handed to you. No, I drove an Astro van for like years. Oh, wow. (laughs) I know it had wood on the, it had like wood paneling. Let's just, I can't talk about it, but like, you know, yeah. I think that that's something that people are like, you have money, shut up. And I'm like, I made money. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm not like some. And also I think people think that I have more money than I do. So there's like, yeah, you know, there's like a weird fine line between like. Filthy freaking rich. (laughs) I wish. I mean, I feel good. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You know, you're, but I'm not and you've like, worked hard I can for go it. buy a Bentley. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to treat yourself to a nice little Gucci bag, treat away, Queen. You work your ass off and you should. Uh, I will say, too, the last name, as we both have very strong last names, the House yeah. of Vandenberg and the House of Von Roomf. They're very strong. And because of that, I get uh, I don't come from wealth either. But people automatically assume you got a lot of money because that name just sounds like you're a duchess or something. Like, it's a very strong name. Vandenberg yes. is a beautiful last name, but it sounds very like money, money, uh, like the Waldorf Astoria, you know? <laughs> oh, favorite cheat meal. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A is delicious. It's so good. Spicy chicken or, sandwich. Oh, uh, or 
like mac and cheese. Love mac, like white cheddar mac and cheese. Mm. Wait, from the box or a specific restaurant? Are you doing Just like craft? from the box? Really? Yeah. Sick. What's wrong with that? It's delicious. It, okay. Yeah. I mean, but like your, so your number one cheat meal, I would never take a craft. I would like, give me like a truffled mac and cheese. But I'm not, oh. ju- this is not a judgmental pot. You take your craft. Fine. I'll take, I'll put shaved truffles on it. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when are you most inspired? Right now. When I'm doing something like this with someone that I love and someone that I, admire and like right now I feel like I I could keep talking and I'm inspired to talk and like I want to like create now that we're talking because like you and I have like minds where we like we like we love to laugh at stuff and so when I'm most inspired is when someone is like going back and forth with me god I love that yeah, I have to say some of the greatest conversations I've had is that couch of yours at your home now, but also your Hollywood couch when you lived. Oh, yes. God, I, but it's oh, it's the best. We just keep going, go. And then it's like, I don't know, I get all these fun ideas. And you called me one time. You're like, what did we talk about? What was that thing? Because I think I'm going to do a skit about something like that. And it was like, oh, I loved it. It was so fun. Yeah, exactly. That's when I'm like the most like creative and the most inspired. I feel like I love that. Oh, this is the last one. Okay, if you were to die and come back as an animal reincarnated, what animal would you be, Queen? What little reincarnation? Probably stinky. My <laughs> chihuahua. Yes. She just has the life. She gets held. She freaking sleeps for 22 hours a day. And when she's not sleeping, she's just sl- just laying down staring at me or eating. And she's great. And... She's so warm. She has a little she has a little heating pad right now and she's just a warm little biscuit. God, she must be loving that you're home. You and Matt are both not going anywhere. When we leave to take the trash cans out to the street, she freaks out when we come back and she's like, ah, "You're home." I'm like, "I've been gone. I haven't even locked the door." Like Yeah. So she loves sweet. Us. Well, on that note, my little stinky Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on The Low Show. I absolutely adore and love you so much. And uh, and I'm so glad you could be on. And I just can't wait to see you and have you back, hopefully again, you know, in the new Can year. Can we do this again, like now, tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's wait till all, like, you know, we got the holidays coming in, you know, just New Year's, get through that and then hit it in 2021. She's coming hit back it. live for another episode. That'd be great. I love it. I, I love you so much. I love you too, Queen. Happy, no, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Merry Queen, Miss. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, boo. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye, everybody. Love you, low. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Low Show. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's the end of the year already. At some points during the beginning of this pandemic, while I was in quarantine, I felt like it was the longest year of life and time was going by so slow. And then these last few months, boom, blink of an eye, we're already at the end of the year and Christmas and New Year's are freaking here. And it's been the weirdest year for everyone and such a shit storm, but I'm just so glad we've made it to this point. Full disclosure, I was very nervous, apprehensive, actually scared shitless to launch this podcast. And I've been wanting to do a podcast for years. It's been a dream of mine on my little vision board in my room. And I've tried to manifest this into a reality of some sort. So 
when I finally got to do it, I wanted it to be the perfect time to launch an ideal scenario in my head. And that scenario didn't involve a pandemic or me squatting in my closet recording. So for me, it would be an actual studio because that's what I was used to. And when I co-hosted or been a guest on Off the Vine or Grape Therapy with my little Canadian Maple Delight Caitlin, or I co-hosted a podcast with Ariel, we were usually in a studio together, the producer and a sound engineer. And it's just a totally different vibe and energy. And then when it came to launching my podcast, I was literally squatting in my closet in darkness after six weeks of depression for my very first episode. And damn, now we're 12 episodes in and I still have to go into my closet most days to record, but that's how you get the best sound. But aside from that, a lesson I've learned from this entire experience so far is that there's never going to be a perfect time or a perfect scenario for a goal or dream of yours. And if you're listening to this and there's something you've been wanting to do, a dream, a goal, whether it be big or small, my best advice to you just from my experience right now is just do it. Just jump into the waters, boo-boo, and start swimming. The water could be a little cold at first, I know, but I promise you will be fine. It's going to feel scary, and sometimes you're going to be frustrated. But again, trust me on this one. I promise that just ripping the Band-Aid off and getting started will pay off for you in the long run, and you will not regret it. No matter the outcome, there's going to be a positive takeaway. I can promise you that. In my head, I thought, what if I fail at this podcast? Oh, the negative self-talk is real. I thought, what if people don't enjoy the episodes and I don't get listeners or subscribers or any sponsors or advertisers? And what if this podcast is a freaking flop? And truth be told, that was, again, somewhere deep in the back of my mind. And I would say that to myself. But then I said, stop. I got to just keep reminding myself that life is not a dress rehearsal. This is your main performance. So I literally do that self-talk to myself all the time. And I say to myself, get out there, Lo. Be open. Be honest. Be vulnerable. Be kind. And just give it all your heart on this metaphorical stage of life. And if you do that, I don't know, no matter what happens, you won't feel like you failed because you literally gave it your all. So that's a win. You can't feel bad if you give it your all and put everything into it. So launching this podcast during a global pandemic actually turned out to be pretty therapeutic. I just feel like we're in this together and I'm sharing my stories and experiences and my family and my curiosities about life and everything with you guys. And you've been so open with me and shared your own experiences as well. And I've been able to relate to so many people. And I feel like I have this little pod fam, a little low life or community that's actually been so comforting. So on that note, I just, I have to say thank you. Thank you because my listeners are everything. You are literally the best. So thank you for your support, your openness, your messages with your DMs on Instagram, following me on Instagram, you know, style LVR. And again, thank you for your kindness because this show is, it's a lot of work and I'm not doing it alone. So I should also thank my producer, Madison, Nadine, Cleo, Miles. I mean, there's a team of people helping and being so supportive and putting in the work to produce a show that's very special every week that we could be proud of. So again, for you guys taking the time to subscribe and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, giving a five-star rating, it's everything. It really helps. And it's the reason why we can go into the new year 2021 with a new season with more episodes, with amazing guest interviews and conversations. And that's because of you, the listener. So again, if you can rate, subscribe, leave a comment on the episode, this little shit show stays afloat. The little engine that could or couldn't seems to still be choo-chooing along. 
So we're going to be taking next week off for New Year's Eve, but I'm back with you guys on January 4th, and we're coming in hot with the new season and new episodes of The Low Show, starting off the year on a high note. But until then, I hope you have a beautiful Christmas, a healthy and happy new year, have a cocktail, maybe have a little edible moment, and don't forget to drink your water, puta, because I know you're thirsty. I love you, and I'm out. We keep it moving, yeah, we do it.